Hey y'all, welcome to Sarver Living. My name is Sylvia Maxwell and I am your host. I wear many hats. I'm a mother and wife of twin boys that go to Buffalo Elementary School. I am a realtor at Berkshire Hathaway right here in Sarver. I'm also a yoga teacher right here in Sarver at the Marketplace on Pike. So I am as local as they get. I've lived in Sarver for over 17 years, and I can't wait to share Sarver Living with you. Thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome to Sarver Living Podcast. My name is Sylvia Maxwell, and I am your host. Today, I am with John Lasher with Cellar Works Brewing, and he is going to tell us all about this great brewery we have here in Sarver. Hi, John. Hi, how are you? Thank you for taking out the time to talk to me today so our listeners can learn a little bit more about Cellar Works Brewing and how it all became and what new exciting things you have going on. So I'm just going to like cut right to the punch and and ask you like what how did this come about what made you start making beer Hmm. um (laughs) well i'm an engineer by trade and uh, my wife and i work together with our business partner tim bauer okay Uh, we worked for um, an an electrical company Mm -hmm. uh you know the further in engineering you get the less physical engineering work you do so it became kind of boring at times and uh, my wife suggested i get a hobby i have a passion for science and math and um, and biology, and uh, and I, my brother-in-law picked up a Mr. Beer Kit one year for uh, for Christmas, and tried it out. Thought it was pretty fun. Wasn't the best beer in the world, but it it, it kind of sparked this bug in me that um, you know I just want to I, I wanted to make the best beer possible, and so you know it kind of evolved from making this kind of extract, almost just put everything in a pot and it makes beer, you know, rehydrate it to, you know, crushing grain and, and doing the whole all grain thing. And, you know, my garage became a full-fledged brewery, essentially. And um, so, I, I, you know, I, I did a lot where a normal home brewer brew once a month, maybe. I was brewing three or four times a week. Wow. And, uh, and yeah, a lot of it just kind of went down the drain and just imperfection and trying to perfect the craft. Um, I love it. So from Mr. Brew Kit to Pineapple Whip. Pretty much, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and maybe a few more steps. Yeah. yeah pretty, so pretty basically much. you were like, you started at home. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? Like, how did it, like, what was the next step from? Yeah, we, there were a couple of kind of key moments. Um, I started competing, started winning some awards and getting noticed kind of locally in the scene. And um, I thought, wow, I could, I could actually do this. Um, I'm getting kind of good at it and um you know my uh and my my wife and i were driving home since we carpooled we're driving home what's your wife's name laura laura lasher okay and so we um we're driving home from cranberry you know it's this long drive and this particular time she was driving and she goes what's going on with this whole beer thing so what do you mean she's like you're really more serious about it than i anticipated um are you trying to like open a brewery or something and i thought i I think I am actually, you know, it just kind of came about, you know, kind of, uh, just kind of out of the blue. And, um, you know, I, I kind of, a little bit longer after that, uh, Tim and I were on a, a backpacking trip and, and, you know, Tim Bauer, Tim he's Bauer. one of your partners. Yes. Okay. And so we're, we're hiking, uh, the North country trail. And, um, you know, of course when you're hiking, there's a, 
Where's that? Where's the North Country? North Country Trail, Trail is, is actually up by North Country Brewing. So it's uh, uh, it actually cuts from the, the Midwest all the way through Pennsylvania, all the way up into New York. And all okay, up. cool. Uh, and yeah, it's it's a really great resource we have here in, in Pennsylvania. Um, but uh, but yeah, so 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 Tim and I were hiking, and you know you have these long swaths of time where you have nothing to talk about, and you want to like try to move a little faster and kind of kill the time. Right. And he says, well, tell me, tell me about this whole beer thing, which, you know, it's, it's a dangerous question to ask me, you know, because I'm very <laughs> passionate about it. And right. So, you know, I can tell. hours later, we, talk, we, we finished the conversation. He goes, huh, so you can make money at this? I said, I think I can make money at this. And from then, it was kind of, that was kind of it, you know. Wow. Now, what? So you're? Are you from Sarver, or what? What got you here? So you decided you guys were going to open a brewery, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not from Sarver. I'm from Armstrong County. My wife okay. is from Armstrong County. Uh, Tim is from Butler County. Okay. And we had looked for a place for for quite a few years. So mm-hmm. we were, we wanted to do it right. We wanted to find the right space for us. We had a couple locations fall through for various reasons, um, and uh, you know this this being a route in which we. You know, we drove from from Cranberry to home. Yeah. We passed here a lot, and we saw the sign come up, and we thought, I think this area could work. I know a little bit about Sarver. I know we always hear it's going to be the next little Cranberry and all that, you know. Yeah. And um, maybe this is the the time to get into the ground floor, Mm -hmm. you know. And that's just kind of, we, we, yeah, investigated it, and here we are. And how many years ago? That was seven years ago? Oof, is that that was talking? a long time ago, actually. So it took us a few years to actually get the place open. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So was, I think we incorporated in 2014, and then 2017 we opened, March of 2017. So there was some, some kind of baby steps and yeah. some learning, because we did everything ourselves. We didn't hire a lawyer. You know, we, didn't, we did everything ourselves. So it took a lot longer. We built almost everything here ourselves. So it took a lot longer than it normally I love the look of it. It Thank does you. have like a craftsman's. It has a craftsman style to it, and that's what you are, right? Yeah. What do you? What is the name? What do you call a person that brews beer, like a winery? It's like a vintner. Yeah. What? What? what do you, is there a name uh, for a brewer? Brew? Okay, yeah. brewer. Yeah. You, you, a lot of times you hear, um, you know, master brewer, brewmaster, and okay. Master brewer is an actual term that you have to get certified. You have to go to Germany and brew, and Germany takes some courses. Oh, yeah. And so it's an actual physical title bestowed upon somebody. Um, okay. Normally, you're in many, many, many years, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but for us, it's just for brewers. Yeah. Yeah, we're brewers. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, so there you are. You had your opening, mm-hmm. right? And then um, I know that from the past, there was always, like, when you would release certain flavors of beer... Mm-hmm. I don't know if you would call them flavors or styles, flavors, styles yeah. or flavor. They would sell out in like two minutes. Yeah, does that still happen for you guys? Uh, it doesn't anymore, but I think it's because of growth and uh, we have more. We have more available. Uh, we package a lot more than we used to before. Yeah. It was very, very small packaging runs, and we were canning by hand. I mean, we were canning two cans at a time, and it was very, very slow. And now we have you know a canning machine that'll do a case of beer at a time, you know, in a minute. So wow. it's much, much quicker. Okay. Uh, so now we have a lot more available. And, uh, you know, I think... How the, much beer did you start out? Like, when you first opened here, how much beer were you brewing a month? Or how do you... What is your scale, like, uh, So we year? Brew, we were brewing about 155 gallons at a time. We were brewing... When we first opened, it, I, we did probably... Maybe that would be five barrels. 155 gallons is five barrels. We were probably doing 10 barrels every, every week or so. Okay. It wasn't a lot. And we okay. only had three fermenters at the time. So, you know, we were... You kind of brew, fill them up, 
wait a few weeks, empty them, fill them up, and, you know, kind of do the same. So and so how much are you brewing now, and how <coughs> many, what do you call the... The tanks. The yeah, tanks. Fermenters. How many tanks do you have now? So now we have, we have uh, eight, uh, eight total fermenters plus a souring tank that we use for wild beers. Um, and they're all, the, three of them are double volume, so they're now 310, 340 gallons. So much, much larger, um, and we're actually looking to replace the old smaller ones with even bigger ones. Even so, bigger ones? Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about brewing beer? Or, yeah, what's your favorite thing about it? Uh, I'll tell you, it's kind of a funny, I, most people know me now here, if mm -hmm. I'm wandering around the brewery while we're open. But uh, watching people react positively to beer who don't know me and don't, you know, you know what I mean? It's a very natural yeah. thing. To see that is, is always really cool. And, you know, you hear, you hear people, you know, talking positively to people who are maybe kind of like tertiary friends. Like, oh, man, there's this, like, I know that guy, you know. He makes really great beer or what, you know. It's right. just kind of an interesting thing to hear. And, uh, you know, I don't know. This feels good. That's, that's, that's my favorite part. Yeah. Making people happy. I always tell my daughter... I ask her, what do we do for a living? She said, make, I said, no, we make people happy. That's what we do. We're, we're trying to make happiness. So right. That's, that's amazing. And what is your, like, what are your, some of your challenges of, hmm. of the business or the beer making? Like, where, well, are, you, where are your challenges? After, after COVID, um, obviously costs, that's been a really, really big challenge right now. Mm -hmm. um, almost everything has gone up pretty dramatically. Uh, some things have stayed the same, believe it or not. But grain has 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 doubled in price. Oh um, wow! You know the uh, you know I, I think I think that's it. I think staffing can be a challenge at times. We have a really great staff right now. Mm -hmm. I'm very proud of who we have. Um, in the past, it's been, definitely been a challenge. There's been some turnover up until the point now. You know, from opening until COVID, we've had almost zero turnover. We have pretty loyal and you know, loyal nice. But you know, you add food in the kitchen, and that changes things. And, and you know, if business isn't booming and your guys aren't making guys and girls aren't making tips, you know, they've got to move on. And I get it. You know, it's just that's exactly. part of it. You know, and so we we try to foster um, we try to foster a an environment of a cooperative nature. Yeah, that's what I really want. I want I want people to feel like they're involved in the decision making processes because uh, I've I've worked for some pretty awful people in my life, and I, I feel like feel like that connection to your employees is really important and giving them a say and then they come in for the week and they see oh wow that decision's been implemented he really cares about what I have to say I think that's very important that and, is amazing um so yeah uh when we bring in a new employee we throw them right into the fire and you know say hey you're making a special next week come up with something good you know yeah and get them involved quickly so you're not just cultivating beer but you're cultivating people as Definitely. well yes that's yeah. amazing yeah, and yeah. that's you know, that's what's so great about this community, that it's it's very uh, intertwined. And it's like, you just got right in. Because, yeah, like, a lot of everybody knows you around mm -hmm. here. Um, and I think you picked a, a great spot, a, mm -hmm. a great place to call home. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to ask you the, the question. I'm sure a lot of people want to know what, what um, ever happened to the other building down the mm -hmm. road. I know that you were probably going to open a place there but mm -hmm. we see that it's sold and i know a lot of people are going to ask so let's just sure. give the let's just get the elephant out of the room <laughs> and answer that question yeah so that was um so at the tail end of 2019 we purchased the cooper station property uh -huh. and uh we were very excited about it uh it you know 
we were we were kind of riding the high of okay, next year's going to be our first, and this is after only being open for two two plus a couple months, mm-hmm. you know, two years, a couple, couple months. Um, this will be our first profitable year. Like we feel like we've integrated the community enough where we were like really feeling good about it. Yes. We feel like we can make this move. The opportunity came up to purchase the property. You know, it's beautiful. Two buildings, huge buildings, a full kitchen. Um, you know, four acres. I, the vision was just incredible. We were very, very excited for it. Honestly, I, I really, it, it's a bummer that it couldn't come to fruition for mm-hmm. us. But um, yeah, um, you know, we hung on as long as we could with COVID, probably longer than we should have, honestly. Um, I think hope was, was stronger than the wallet kind of thing. And, um, you know, it just, it just made financial sense, business sense that if, if we couldn't make it happen in that time period, uh, we had no idea what the recovery length was going to be from COVID. Right. And, you know, we're still kind of shaking it off. It's not 100%. Yeah. And so we had to make a decision that it's got to go down the road for the betterment of the company. You know, it's a business decision. And, I totally get it. And it's uh, it's it's disappointing. It's incredibly disappointing. It was a dream. Uh, you know, since the beginning, I actually looked at that property before we opened up the tap room here in Sarver, and um, it seemed out of reach then. Um, but you know, it was kind of bittersweet to. COVID was tough. COVID was really tough. I opened a yoga studio in Oakmont four months before the pandemic, Mm. and I had to close it. Yeah. And it was a big, I'm still recovering from that one. But actually, you guys were very generous, and um, Tim let me teach quite a few yoga classes here. Mm -hmm. We had yoga on tap inside this great space, and that was, you know, that was was part of my healing. Mm -hmm. I I contributed that to you guys of of losing and being able to keep my community connected so you extending that olive branch and um, it made all the difference for me but i do understand that COVID does you know it it changed everything Mm -hmm. but you have a great space here and let's talk about i know that you've told me before about you are on the cusp of 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 expansion and Mm -hmm. um expanding the yeah. brand let's talk about that yeah so it's come to my realization that uh that owning a brewery in this day and age you can't just make beer in an industrial space and rely on food trucks to just you know beg to serve at your place you have to you have to um you have to culture an environment and an atmosphere that's exciting whether it's through live music or the aesthetic or the people you're around mm-hmm. um, but you also have to have very great food and food has never been a part of our business plan and it is now it's solidly a part of our business plan actually. oh wow and um, we need more food here yeah. in, in this area yeah I think so too and I think what we can provide uh, will bridge some gaps mm-hmm. uh, of what is not here currently and um, I guess what is here currently uh, and I, I think um, fine dining, and, and not necessarily fine dining, like you know, but but bringing something new to the table, fresh, that is very well executed, but still at a price point that you know makes sense to everyone, because obviously the dollar isn't going as far as it used to. <clears throat> and so yeah, because of that, um, you know, I think when I made my post about selling Cooper Station, that where people are going to start seeing small incremental but meaningful change here, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what we've been working on. And you know, some stuff's very small, like just. Adding surround sound speakers so we can have music on the patio. You know, it's just very, very tiny things, all the way yeah. up to we're currently remodeling an 1,100 square foot space for a new kitchen and uh, a proper kitchen. And you know, giving my kitchen staff the tools and being able to bring in 
more kitchen staff so that these guys can you know take a breath every once in a while because they are working very very hard two of them back here it's it's, it's a lot of food to put out for two people oh, yeah. and uh and and giving them that opportunity to kind of be creative and not handcuff them is very very exciting mm -hmm. um some of the new items we're already putting out uh like uh she's been doing some some seafood dish like mussels that were very very good uh, pesto mussels and uh, we just had um tempura style fried cauliflower with, mm. with pe peanut Thai sauce. So kind of a little bit different and unusual, but very, very kind of gastro pub or brewery type food, you know? Yeah. And that's that's kind of one facet that we're working on right now. Uh, we're also making some kind of new changes to the space. Uh, next year, we're gonna have a nice new outdoor space, which I'm very excited about. You know, we're seeing the kind of industry drive toward outdoor entertainment. Uh-huh. Um, we're, you know, you know, installing new pieces of equipment to make sure that we can have great live music that isn't too loud in the space, because it is a loud space. Uh -huh. uh, we're working on that right now with new flooring. In fact, mid-October, we'll have brand new floors in here. Nice. We're very, very excited. New new wall treatments for the block walls, so you won't see the block walls anymore. Okay. You know, it's going to be very nice. We're going to we're gonna, we're gonna do it justice, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, pretty excited. That's amazing. It'll and still feel like cellar works, though. Right, right. <laughs> now, what are you doing outside? You're gonna, you said you're going to do something outside. Yeah, so we're going to expand the patio space okay. and, and cover it. Um, <gasps> wow. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I'm hoping I can get it all done next year, but uh -huh. we're definitely going to have the current patio covered and kind of rebranded with new signage, new, you know, kind of like a nice wood wall to to buff you know buffer between um, the highway and the parking lot and our customers and you know nice wooden built-in seats like it's it's gonna be a lot of fun I've That's been I went on vacation this year believe it or not <laughs> and uh, was very inspired by a brewer that I, that I saw there that uh, the outdoor space was just kind of breathtaking and it wasn't much bigger than ours yeah so it really made a huge I mean everyone was in that space no one was inside well, every, you know, because our summers aren't as long as we'd like them to be, mm. me being from southwest Georgia, I don't <laughs> think they're long at all. No. But it's like we need, we want to be outside here. So I love that you're um, really investing in that, that experience for people. Um, how many different, I'm, I'm going to kind of change the subject because mm -hmm. I thought, how many different flavors of beer do you make? Um, we are, we are in the, I think, 200, 200 plus unique beers. Wow. Currently. Um, style wise, we're probably somewhere in the, I don't know, four or five dozen, four dozen maybe styles. Um, and you know, of course beer spans many, many, many different styles. Yes. But when we opened, we opened as kind of a Belgian brewery, which was unusual at the time, but my favorite beer. Okay. And about a year in, it, I was hit with the kind of cold hard truth that it's not about what I want, it's about what the patrons want. Uh -huh. And what was hot at the time was, you know, hazy IPAs and stouts that taste like cake and, you know, smoothie style sours that taste like fruit bombs. Gotcha. And uh, I said, okay, I'm doing it. And, um, you know, I do my research and I spent some weeks doing research and kind of built these ideas up and I put out three of like one of each of those style of beers and the week we released those was our busiest week we've ever had by i think three or four fold and that includes our Oktoberfest celebration so it was a pretty pretty big eye-opener for me i said well this is what people want so um so yeah now we kind of we kind of lent, leaned on that um we still brew hazy ipas hate different hazy styles 50 foot robot is our hazy pale flagship um obviously our smoothie sours like the puffed and the fruit whips and the baked whips are kind of 
really excited. We recently introduced like the Twisty Whip this year, which is uh, which is gluten free and uh, I'm sorry, it's, which is dairy free version of that, which is awesome. Okay. Um, and you know, we're just expanding on that and kind of perfecting the craft as far as those are concerned. And they were there as as kind of fun and gimmicky as they are. They're 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 a challenge to make properly. And early on, we had issues with cans refermenting and popping and you know, gushing everyone about that, you know. We felt, I felt very, very badly about that, so we invested a ton of time and research and money into a, you know, filtration system to make sure that doesn't yeah. happen anymore. And so now we have nice, clean product. That That's all growth and expansion, though. Yeah. It's like you got to pop a few cans <laughs> to, yeah. to learn and to make it better. Yeah. yeah now, so your right. beers aren't just, do you have them somewhere else? Do you sell them somewhere else or? we do and and locally right now the field house uh field house has it on draft okay uh, you will almost always find a uh, 50 foot robot on richie's taps if you don't someone should call me because it should always be on okay um, but uh um, beer nation down in cabot also carries our cans okay so if you needed something to go you could have it there sometimes he has uh on draft for growler fills okay but we're all over you know, Butler, Allegheny County, Greensburg areas. Um, we're in a number of small distributors, a number of restaurants. And uh, one of the things that kind of has opened my eyes up is that people want 54 Robot, for instance, wherever they go in this area. And so people have been asking me, you know, why, why aren't you at Rockefellers? Why aren't you here? Why aren't you here? So now we're in the process of reaching out and, and trying to get the beer into those places because people want it. That's so, amazing. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I don't, it's nice to see them supporting other businesses obviously and if we can be a part of that too then i, I want to be a part of that exactly yeah. now um do you, you have another location we do yeah we have a small um it's a small tap room in verona okay um after the pandemic we realized that uh, people didn't have the time to come all the way up to sarver you know <laughs> so uh, we want to take the beer to them and so verona, right. verona was kind of our first foray into a second location uh and yeah, it's it's a little to go shop um, with a little bar. There are eight taps. Yeah, people want to sit down and have a beer. That's 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 you know it, that's what it's all about. It's, it's very small. That's uh, a great walking area. I love that town a lot. Uh -huh. Yeah, I think it's really great. And there's a lot of really great hidden gems there. Mm -hmm. And if you wanted to go down and spend a Saturday and, and and hit five or six different businesses, you could easily easily do that and spend the entire day down there. Yeah. That is amazing. Now, do you foresee yourself? doing any more little pop-up stations like that or I think if the right opportunity arises yeah yeah um, we've we've entertained a couple of ideas that just didn't kind of come to fruition um, yeah so I, your I, eyes I are so. wide open oh certainly yeah. yeah now we do have we do have uh, you know some more permits you know license available we can open up another location if we wanted to oh, um, so we, it, we can if we would like to that's um, good and you know yeah it's always open. Yeah. Sure. Now I heard you mention Oktoberfest. Mm -hmm. Have you had yours yet, or is it is no. it on the so this year calendar? This year, uh, yeah. Actually, we're making the announcement this week. So okay, twentieth and twenty first of October. Yeah, let's talk about that. So yeah. because by the time this goes out, you will have announced it. Yes. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, the twentieth and twenty first of October is Friday Saturday. Um, it's a little late this year. Normally, we have it at the beginning of October. Okay. Um, Oktoberfest is traditionally celebrated in late September and early October. 
but with uh, we have just so many events that we've committed to. Okay. Uh, we've maybe a little overcommitted with the staffing we have right now, and so we had to push it back a little bit, which I'm okay with because last year. Do you year, do field festival events and outside events? We do. Okay. Yeah, all we right. do, and we're kind of all over. Sorry, the place I didn't this need year. to interrupt. No, no, you, but okay. I just wanted to touch on that. So the uh, Oktoberfest this, this year. Well, last year we had um, a very nice big enclosed tent that we heated, okay. and we were able to kind of prove that it could be done in cooler temperatures. It was very cold last year. Okay. And uh, I think we did. A, pretty good job of, of kind of pulling it off okay. and uh, so we're gonna go ahead and kind of risk it this year I'm hoping next year that we can do it a little earlier but uh, but yeah and so so this is and what other wait okay so October mm -hmm. what is the day 20th and 21st and that's what hours are they gonna be uh, just open to close we'll, okay we'll usually stay open an extra hour about 11 just to see uh, it's the only time of the year that we serve beer in Steins and leader Steins so and you'll see me wearing Lederhosen so Okay, they so October twentieth and twenty first yes. is Cellar Brew Works Oktoberfest. And what other events do you have? Do you have any other events going on here? Uh, yes. Yeah, so this this month we also well we have private events uh, coming up. Okay. Uh, so we do hold hold private events here. Oh. Um, we do uh, wedding uh, like you know, wedding bridal showers. Um, we do we have done some baby showers. Um, birthday parties, retirement parties, things like that. We do have um, we do have like our seller seller society party, which is a group. Uh, every uh, January first, we open it up. It's kind of our mug club. A lot mm -hmm. of really great amenities, I think. Um, a lot of great perks. Uh, December we'll have our 2023 party for the seller society. So it's kind of their day. They come in and essentially eat and drink for free and kind of hang out with them. It's called Seller Society. Yeah, the Seller Society, yeah. So what is that? How do you become, how do you get into the Seller Society? So we sell, we sell memberships from January 1st to the general public, from January 1st until, um, until June. Okay. So the first half of the year. That gives me time to, you know, order the t-shirt sizing and whatnot and hand them out. Um, and it's, uh, it's $99. You get 10% off of anything that we sell here at either location. You okay. get one Bavarian pretzel a month. Um, you get, when you're poured your beer, you're poured into a Cellar Society glass, which is about 20% bigger than what our normal glass is. You also get 10% off of that. Um, you what, do you get, keep their glasses here? We or? keep the glasses here. They're just kind of like a, every year's a different just glass. A different, okay, And it has cool. a gold leaf logo and says Cellar Society. Uh, and then at the end of the year, they get to take that glass home with them at the party or yeah, use it to party. Uh, you get a t-shirt as well. Okay. So uh, we also have uh, a mailing list that once um, uh, once you join, you'll get first dibs at very very special releases. Recently, the fruit whips have been taken off of the very special releases because we just make so much of it that it's just it's available to everybody. Okay. So, um, but yeah, it's some good perks I think. That is amazing. Yeah, and that's a steal for ninety nine dollars. I think so. It really yeah. is. A lot of our customers are within the first uh, probably a few months. They've already used their discount enough to have paid for it. So right, yeah. right. That yeah. is amazing. What else is there? Something else that we wanted to touch on about um, where do you where do your hours? So we're currently open Wednesday to Saturday. Okay. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday is five to ten. Okay. Friday four to ten. Okay. Saturday two to ten. Okay. Uh, we are entertaining the idea of switching the hours up a little bit, especially w once the kitchen is open. We definitely will have uh, an hour switch up. We'll, we'll add a day or two. We may consider opening up for lunch as well, which is something that's kind of kind of short here. We don't really have a whole lot of lunch options. Right. That so, isn't fast food. Um, so yeah. 
that's we're working on that. And you're putting in new flooring. You had told yeah. me that. Yeah, new flooring, new walls, sound treatments, new bar front. You're gonna let new us kitchen. come do yoga yes, on tap definitely. after the new flooring's in. Absolutely. That's always fun. The yeah. girls love it, and then we stay and drink beer after. We've <laughs> always had a good time doing that. Yeah. Um, I think you have done an incredible job. Um, I, I People come from all over to mm. drink your beer. You have a pretty wide sphere, don't you? Like We do. When people from out of state come come here and say, yeah, our friends talk about you, it's kind of kind of wild to hear yeah. that. Yeah. Um, we have won some pretty major awards. and. Tell um, me about those. Yeah, so we have um, we have a couple of uh, Great American Beer Festival and U.S. Open Beer Championship medals for our wild beers. Okay. It's kind of something that, it's kind of for me. I, I like that style, love that style. They don't sell incredibly well, but they're, they're one of the older styles of beer you can make. And it's very kind of just, you know, whatever the beer wants to do, it kind of does. And so I have very little control. I can make the product and put it into the barrel, but after that, the wild yeast kind of does its thing. And sometimes it gets dumped, and sometimes it goes on to win a medal. In our case, we've won some medals with them, and uh, one, uh, one is named uh, St. Eldritch, that was the first one that won, and the other one is St. Amelia, which is named after my daughter, which okay. is St. Eldritch with Montmorency sour cherries. So these beers are multiple, multiple years old, you know, they're five years old at this point. And, wow. Um, yeah, they've kind of just hit their peak now so it's like wine i didn't realize beer was like that i had no clue yeah very much so these beers these beers are very wine-like um yeah i think uh i think beer has gotten kind of a an odd rap because the what we know as beer is fizzy yellow water you know it's very light very effervescent it's not you know incredibly flavorful but what beer has always been is incredibly flavorful and we just never, we haven't gotten that until, you know, recently here in the United States. So, That's amazing. Yeah. There are a lot of pre-prohibition beers that have kind of gone away, which is really sad. They were very good. And uh, Do you know how to make those? Yeah, yeah. And we, you'll probably see something like that come out of here pretty soon, I think. That would yeah. be cool. Yeah, there are a lot of fun. I like making historical styles, for sure. And well, who's St. Eldritch? St. Uh, Eldritch is just a word that means um, old and twisted and weird. It's a, it's a Lovecraftian word, and, um, you know, we, so the, the base beer for this is um, St. Sophia, which is Tim's daughter's name. Okay. And it's just a Belgian double. It's okay. one of our first beers that we've made, we've been making since before we opened, and it's just a style that I love. And that beer, aged with wild yeast in Cabernet Sauvignon barrels, became St. Eldridge, became this kind of weird, odd, twisty, you know, twisted kind of wine-like blend. Uh, and then we took that beer and moved it into fresh Cabernet Sauvignon barrels with more wild yeast, but added Montmorency sour cherries that we shipped in from Washington. Mm. And, uh, and it just turned into this like really beautiful, dainty, new thing. And just to see that, that re-fermentation of the, of the cherries change it so, and make it such a bright, you know, uh, flavorful beer. It was kind of an, an awesome you talk about it all with such passion. Yeah, I love it very much. Yeah. Now, do your um, so your customers can they try some of those beers, or do you have some of these old ones around? So to we taste do. Or? We do have some. Um, okay. We have kind of a personal seller of some of our favorite things that we've made in the past. That Perfect. They can age. Gotcha. Um, we don't sell them as much anymore because I only make them in limited quantities. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're only. Like a special reserve. 
Very special, yes. yeah. And I'll at this point, I I pull them out just to give them to people, just like the, for tasting, just for fun. Um, gotcha. It's not a purchase thing. But okay. uh, there is there are new batches right now currently in barrels, and I have new barrels coming in. Uh, once the new floors are in, the new barrels will be in as well. So we'll be filling those guys up, and uh, hopefully some more in the next couple of years. They do take years to make, so it is kind of one of those things. That's what makes it so such a prize, I yeah. think, to be able to, to drink. Yep. Okay, well, is there anything else we want to cover? We have an Oktoberfest coming the 20th and 21st. Yep. Um, and that is anyone can just come, right? Yeah, yeah. It's open to everyone. Yeah. It's open to the public. Yep. We'll have Stein holding like we do every year. Um, we'll have polka music. Uh, you know, like a Opa band, the Polka Meisters will be here. Um, we'll have the Eintracht Manor Corps men's German men's singing group from Newcastle. We have them every year. They're extraordinary. Um, both days. And uh, yeah, German food. Our kitchen will be making German food. Yeah. Yummy. German German desserts and ger- lots of German beer, of course. Oh, wow. And again, Steins. It's the only time you, you can drink it by the liter here. So. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm coming. That sounds <laughs> it's amazing. It's a ton of fun. Yeah. It really is. Well, thank you so much, John. Yeah, thank um, you. I really enjoyed getting to know you, and I just i am so excited that we have this. And I'm excited for your kind of reinventing mm-hmm. and um, re-energizing place it looks great the things that you've seen that you've done already and your beer is always great thank you, thank you so if to the listeners make sure you stop at cellar works brewing and come to oktoberfest that sounds like <laughs> a lot of fun definitely thank you so much john thank you appreciate it